Hey, Cez here, and we're interviewing the number one player in the U.S., Luis Estrada. And we are All Things Pat. All right, guys, I'm here with Luis Estrada, number one in the USA. Welcome, Luis. Thank you for having me, Cez. All right, so where are you originally from, uh, Luis? So I'm originally from Valencia, Venezuela. Wow. Yeah, wow, Venezuela. Wow. So did you ever play any other racket sports? Yeah, I grew up playing tennis. I've been playing tennis since I was three years old. I kind of stopped playing two years ago when I started playing paddle. I still teach, but uh, basically stopped. So that was in Venezuela, right? Yeah. So I, when did you come here to the U.S.? So I started coming consistently when my dad moved here in 2008, but I moved completely in 2016. Well, and so did you start playing paddle in Venezuela or here? Here. I found about paddle and everything right here. So right how, are here. You, how are you introduced to paddle? Like what club or, or you know, what did you think after you saw that? So right here in Orlando, I'm based in Orlando since I moved here. And the one that got me into it was the one and only Marcos El Pilar. Mm. So let's say that on August 2021, around that, I played for the first time. And I think on a Monday, I played for the first time. Marcos saw me playing. He saw that I was super excited or whatever. And then he said, like, why don't you get certified? I have a certification. Back then was Adidas. Right now we're Palo NBA USA. Why don't you get certified this weekend? The next day I signed up and that's how everything started. On the same week that I started playing, I got certified. So did you continue playing tennis or you said, man, paddle, this is it? I, I was a hitting partner at the time and I said, this is it. Like, I'm done. I'm done with tennis. Uh, I say, I mean, I, maybe I kept hitting for a little bit, but then as soon as I started traveling, that was it. So did you start playing tournaments? What, what tournaments were there at that time? So still USPA. I think the first tournament that I played was in here in Orlando, actually. It was in October 2021, no, November 2021. And my first one that I traveled was to Houston, to the Woodlands. I played with a friend of mine since we were little, and he'd never played paddle. Uh, he played maybe a couple times, and we got destroyed. <laughs> but that's how it started. I, I can tell you that for the first year, I didn't win, maybe I won two matches in my first year. So what was it, the transition and the unique shots to paddle? Um, the transition, I think, was key in uh, that's having a good coach and a good mentor. Marco said, like, you have good hands, you have good, great volleys, but as long as you don't learn to play paddle, you won't be success successful. So for the first year, year and a half, I was letting the ball go to the wall, seeing the ball come back rolling, and I was like, okay, I'll get it one day. But I, I was missing and missing and missing until finally everything started clicking. Mm -hmm. And So when was that? I mean, there's, I call it the stubbornness, like the one through ten especially play tennis. You're, you're jumping up that baseline and you don't want to hit the back wall and you're smashing everything and you don't want to learn the other, the other shots. At what point did you say, okay, I, I got to learn the back walls and I got to learn the unique aerial shots? No, from the beginning. From the, oh, from the, from the beginning, I'm, wow. so, I'm really open. Uh, I know it's, it's a new sport I needed to learn. And also it's good for me that growing up, I had good coaches. That, uh, I mean, I was respecting them every single thing that they were saying, I was doing them. So they tell me, okay, you gotta hit the ball with two hands in the floor and then you hit it with your leg. Then I would do it. As long as they were saying it, I would trust them. And same thing happened to Marcos. I was fortunate enough that I had somebody that he was good and that I could trust right from the back. So was he your, your, uh, your coach? Yeah, I guess you can say even though he, I mean, we, he's, a, he's the one that made me the player that I'm, I am today. Wow. So wow. the reason that I'm, I'm, where, I'm at, where I'm at is because of Marcos de Pilar, and he wow. knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows now, it. Uh, do you have another coach, or is it just still him? Just Marcos. Wow. Yeah. wow. And you're coaching now as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I got certified right there. I was helping him. I helped him for around two months here in Orlando. Then I went back to tennis uh, because, I mean, I have more freedom working with my dad. 
uh, it was more successful with my, I mean, we, we have a tennis academy here in Orlando. Uh, so I went back to, to tennis to coach. So that, that will give me more time to travel and play because I have more freedom. So let's talk about that. Um, do they have uh, padel um, courts there at your dad's? Uh, no, it's so actually where right now the USA National Campus is actually across the street, the neighborhood in front of it. It's a private community. We have six tennis courts. They're thinking maybe, I don't think it's going to happen soon, but they, they have space to put some paddle courts. I'm sure you're probably pushing it. Come on, come on. It will happen, it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will, I'm sure it will. Okay, so, I mean, you've climbed up the, you know, the, 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 the ladder to become number one. How, how difficult was that? It wasn't from the beginning, but uh, being honest, uh, seeing the guys that were at the top at the time when I started, I was like, okay, uh, I want to be there. Then the second, third tournament, I was like, okay, actually, I just need to put the work and I can be there. Nobody was taking it completely seriously here in the U.S. until people actually started training or whatever. But also I got fortunate enough that Marcos also introduced me to Nico Agritelli. To Nicolas Agritelli, he made that connection that I think it was life-changing for both. And I always tell him that if he didn't put us together, maybe we would be killing each other right now to compete against each other. Right. So he's your partner, correct? My partner, yeah. We've been playing together for almost two years. Yeah. Wow. So does he play left or you play left? I play, play left. Nico plays right. Uh, he Is can he... he can play both, actually. I, I, I just cannot play right. Hopefully one day I learn and if we need to switch, we'll switch. But I, I don't know, know how to defend I was, on the right. I was just like you. The tennis <laughs> players usually are on the left side for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but once I get injured, I moved over to the right side and I appreciate the right side. And like, yeah. I don't know how to play it, but... As soon as I get better, I'm back to the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, agree. I mean, it's actually little by little, the right side player is getting more value and appreciated by the people, also by the viewers, by everybody. And it's, it's key. Like, I mean, and not so, not so much by the, the play style that you're building the point for the left side player. That's not happening anymore, even in World Bad Tour. Everybody's being aggressive. Yeah. Everybody can hit it. So it's changing. It's changing. It's evolving. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you're, you, last year you, were, you played in the PPL, yep. right? The LA Beats? LA right? Beats, yeah. So 2024, are you going to be uh, participating in the PPL? I'm still going to be with the LA Beats. LA Beats, wow. I'm still going to be with the LA Beats. We have some big signings that I cannot announce yet, Come sadly. Come on, so give us a hint. They're, Come on, they're you huge. can't tease us like that. They're huge. I Come mean, on, let's see. Come on. One, everybody knows about him. Everybody knows who Go he is. No, everybody knows who he is. Come on, a little hint. This, oh, man. Well, anyways, when it you. happens, you guys send me a text. We got to get yeah. your phone and uh, we got to put it on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it out. We'll put it out. But it's one crazy signing, and the other one, I think he's going to help the team a lot. And we have two girls that one did an amazing season uh, in World Padre Tour, and the other one uh, just basically finished her career. I don't know, you can take the, the shots around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the hints there, yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about that. I mean, where does that put the, the North American players? I mean, you were getting all these stars, right? So last year we saw a lot of players, right? North American players, yeah. you know, not too many national players. We're starting to see that change now, right? Yeah. We're seeing more national players, uh, international, international players. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, where does that leave that North American player? I mean, at the beginning, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, Why? We, we needed the level to be better. Mm -hmm. But it's also better for us. So bringing that level here to the U.S. is actually going to push us first. Uh, as Marcos was saying before, first we're going to be training with them. We're going to be experiencing the way that they play, the different pace that they play. Uh, Nico and I, we've been fortunate enough that we've been traveling. We play one in New York. Uh, we, we've seen that it's another level. It's not that we're away, too far away from it, but we are 
far ahead in the day-to-day, -day, being at that level every single day. But if the North American player can't be on the team and play with them, then they can't compete. You know, if they're taking their spots. You know, and I understand, you know, the ones that are there, they have to push themselves, which will bring up that level without a doubt. It, that's, that's the whole goal. That's why I think this year, maybe we're going to get a little bit less playing time. Even though I think I'm going to be playing a lot, hopefully a lot, but I'm going to be playing. I think Nico's also going to be playing a lot. The other ones, I don't know. Just those two that I'm really close to. Uh, but not only that, I really think that uh, the competitive is gonna it's gonna allow the North American players to push themselves to see that if you don't train, you're not gonna get the opportunity. Right, right. right. And I would also add that uh, I don't know if Marcos mentioned it, but the format is gonna change. There's gonna be changes in the middle of the matches. It's okay. gonna be substitutions. Can you talk about that substitutions. Yeah, I don't know that. I just know that. I don't oh. know how many or how it's gonna work or when can you do them. But uh, I know that I think everybody should get a chance to play. Hmm. If the team allows it, or they're they're going for the kill, they're going for the right, win. The win, <laughs> yeah, the best play. That's yeah, usually when that's they, usually the best play. play. So <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, so let's go back a little bit to uh, the North American leagues, like the USPA. Um, you're no, you're number one, right? USTA. USPA. USPA. Like this is right. Uh, you're number one. So you had um, some really great players, you know, in, in, in there, and now. How close are you guys to, we, we've been calling it a Clasico, you and Nico versus uh, Peter and Jokoba, right? I mean, yeah. that's kind of like, we like to see that, right? Yeah. It's a great match. How close are you closing that gap from, let's say, a year or two years ago to now? I, I would say, a, a, yeah, a year and a half ago, I think the first meeting that we had against them was in August in San Diego. We got destroyed. <laughs> that was destruction. You can put a boom. It was, I think we got a bagel in about 15 minutes. Wow. Six years, and then we lost, I think it was 6-4. And that was a year and a half ago. And now the last three meetings, the last two meetings, I think this year, two majors. Uh, oh, no, three. San Diego, Texas, and San Diego again. Uh, all three matches have been in three sets. In the first one, uh, we had it. We, we didn't know how to close it. The second one, we kind of choked. Basically, I think it was more me. I missed a couple of easy shots. And in this one, we had it. This one, I think it's been the closest one. I don't think we choked. I think uh, Jacobo and Peter brought their A game at the end. The, wow. the, the, so we were up 3-0, two breaks wow. in the third up. We had it. I think this is the time that we had it. We said like, okay, finally. We, wow. we have them. We're, so you feel like you're closing that gap. No, we're right closing there. that gap. And, nice. and they know it. They know it. We love competing against them. They're great oh, yeah. friends. Uh, we compete inside the court, but outside the court, we're great friends. And yeah. that's how we want to keep things here in the U.S. I, I think the audience loves to see that that match. It's just, it's such a great match. We, man, we, we love it. We love it. <laughs> the new generation here. That, yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. experience there, yeah. you know? Oh, my God. Okay, so... We look forward to that in 2024 for yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully we get more of that. <laughs> and I assume Nico's going to be a part of this, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to keep yeah. playing together. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about your sponsorships. Uh, and you're an ambassador, right? Yeah. Uh, so what club are you ambassador to? I'm ambassador of Paddle House in New York. They've been really supportive to Nico and me. They've been helping us uh, travel, doing exhibitions at Paddle House. We got the chance. I think uh, I still think about it, and uh, I, I think about the fact that we play with two number ones, with Juan Martin Diaz and Seba Neron in an exhibition, is, I mean, speech, I mean, I go speechless every time I think about it. To play in New York, okay. a domino, with the skyline behind wow. us, with the Williamsburg Bridge behind us. I mean, it was, 
insane. And we couldn't be more thankful to Bad House and to Santi, to Jordi, to all the, to Pablo, to all the Bad House team. We're grateful for that. It's, it's your, your hard work and timing. Yeah, you know, in time. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's what no, I, and the great and the great connections. I mean, yeah, we we always gotta stay humble, stay open to opportunities. Uh, we all gotta work together. There's no taking away from anything. There's there's a lot for everybody. So, what are your responsibilities as an ambassador? As an ambassador, first we gotta represent the brand. Uh, we gotta make sure that we are uh, good athletes. That we are uh, leading by example. We're not just uh, making a show when we're playing. We're screaming. We're hitting the glass. We are. Uh, I think that's that's the first. And then outside the court, uh, being respectful to everybody. Uh, I think I think Unico and I we cover those those things uh, completely. We I don't think we're never gonna offend anybody. And if we do, maybe we were joking, and maybe you took it the wrong way. But I don't think we're ever gonna be disrespectful to anybody. All right. Other other sponsors that you you may have. We have Adidas. Uh, uh, they've been also supporting us. Uh, we love Adidas. So I think this year we're also gonna. I think we're gonna renew if everything keeps going well. So we're gonna keep going with Adidas. Uh, and where we we really believe in building relationships. And going a long way, uh, so I think Adidas trust. I mean, trust me since the beginning. Nico's been, I brought him in last year at the beginning of last year, and we just want to go. We want to keep building those long, stable relationships. So, wh what do they, um, what do they offer? Just equipment and supplies, and maybe travel or. They're, they're helping us. They're helping us, and they they believe in us. So they really want to push us to be the the leaders here in the U.S. Awesome. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Um, Okay, the, uh, the question I ask a lot of people, um, players especially, is uh, can you make a living out of playing paddle and what needs to happen and when do you think that will happen? Right now, Nico and I, we can tell you, it can, for us, it cannot happen right now. Just playing paddle full time, it cannot happen. We're still teaching, Nico's teaching paddle in Dallas, I'm teaching tennis here when I'm back. Uh, I think it's going to happen soon. I think it's going to happen really soon. We are training and positioning ourselves so that when that happens, we can be with, not the first one, but one of the first ones that can say, okay, I can dedicate 100% myself, I mean, of my time to train and travel and playing, I mean, food and everything. So what, what, what do you think needs to happen? Uh, we, we need more more bands, more more bands trusting the sport, getting to know the sport, getting more exposure. With PPO is, is the first example and the best thing could happen to the U.S. We need, we need, basically, we need prize money tournaments. We need sponsors behind us, and it's not because we want cash just so we can put it in your in our pocket. No, we need cash so we can actually invest it in ourselves. So we can actually train, so can, we can travel, yeah. we can. So you can make it a job. Exactly. You yeah. know, because that's what you want to do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope that happens soon. I mean, you know, I see a lot of potential in in this sport, and I see great players, and it's tough because they have to coach or they have doing something else and they can't focus everything on paddle strengthening and everything that they have to do yeah you know and that can, that hinders them from you know getting better getting better yeah no it still happens to us even though nico and i were nico's training at 6 a.m i don't know how he does it but he does it 6 a.m three times per week he's in the fitness room doing it i cannot do it at 6 a.m nico sorry but i do it later yeah. i go with diego that uh, i think you're gonna be he's gonna be here later uh, but we, we, we have to find a way to make it work. So if you, if you don't find a way to make it work and push yourself, if you get in a comfortable situation where you're just relaxing, you say like, well, I can just stay teaching. I play my, my, a couple of tournaments. And then when you try to go and compete, you're like, ah, I could be at that level, but I just need to train. 
Right. And I can tell you, if you don't get out of that comfort zone, right. you're never going to train. Well, I think that's the problem. I mean, if you can't do it full time, you can't get there. You know, it's, it's kind of hard when you have to work all day and you come that, back and you're a little tired. And you, you know exactly, exactly. You, that's you, when you, you guys are go full time. That's what, but that's where the, right now, it's, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen yet. That's where you got to sacrifice. Maybe you stop teaching two or three hours. You're losing a little bit of money. But basically that time and money you're investing in yourself in what? In training and getting in shape, right. getting ready for those tournaments. So you actually succeed when that happens. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, what are your goals in 2024? Uh, I assume you want to keep the number one spot, right? Well, I think that's our first goal here. But uh, for myself and for Nico, I think for sure, I think it's keeping the number one. But also we want to travel more internationally this year. We know that... Uh, our biggest rivals here in the U.S. is Peter and Jacobo, for sure, El Clásico. Uh, but we know that we got to go outside. We got to go outside. Uh, we got to play a, a higher level. And So you're talking about Spain? It's, yeah, Europe, Europe Mexico, Europe. South America, yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about A1. We talked about it before, but yeah. let's get more into detail. You know, the experience and the level and, you know, uh, all of that. No, I mean, it, it was insane. It was, uh, I think, one of the best experiences, uh, again, in New York. The fact that we were playing in Central Park at Walmart Ring, not even in tennis, I would have ever, ever thought that I would play there. And just playing there with the skyline behind us, uh, I would tell you it's a dream come true. When we were telling everybody, they were like, what, in Central Park? But where are you going to play? Yeah, the Walmart Ring. They were like, what? Well, I mean, that's insane. One of a lifetime opportunity. And we're grateful that the uh, Palace House basically gave us the, the wildcard tour because they were the, the hosting facility for the players. And they made the deal and Palo House also giving us that opportunity, which we took advantage of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, I'm telling you, I, ca I cannot even put it into words winning around in a grandmaster of A1, even though we know it's not Premier Palo, but the tour is still kind of a big thing. And, I can tell you, the players there, they were like, oh, no, they're going to lose. Well, it's you made it through the first round, and right? And we won the first round. Everybody thought, I mean, everybody there in the tournament was talking. They thought we didn't speak Spanish. I did. Uh, they were like, oh, no, they're going to lose quick right now. Boom. And then after we win, everybody was in shock. I was hoping, <laughs> hoping you make the finals against Tolito. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Oh, oh my God. You like Tolito? Oh, who doesn't like Tolito, man? Come on. <laughs> like, he's entertaining, you know? Yeah, saying? yeah. And he's an awesome player. I he's mean, an awesome I, player. He's a showman. He is a showman. Uh, so, yeah. so what do you think about A1? Do you think there'll be other opportunities like that uh, with you and Nico in other, you know, um, tournaments, even if you have to go out of out, out of this country? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we need to. We, we have to go. We need just... Like you talked about... Going to Europe or to Mexico, but what, what, what are you thinking? We're open to everything, basically. Whatever we can get in, we get the opportunity that the scale works with the USPA or the PPL. We're just open to, to going anywhere. Also, we're looking, of course, to get more sponsors to travel. To uh, Because last year, even though we were getting a, a little bit of help, we were, studying, we were putting money out of pocket. We were investing in ourselves, in going, getting the exposure, getting the level. Uh, I think we just want to play FIP. I think that, was, that would be the first yeah, FIP. Yeah. FIP. Uh, A1, if it happens here close in Mexico, maybe we go because we have the points. Maybe we can play a quali and try to qualify. But I think our main goal will be FIP or A1. Actually, we're open to anything. Or Premier. Who knows if we get a walker to a quali. Or, yeah, that would be great. Uh, who knows? 
Thank you, Lucita, for coming to Paddle Smash Academy, and I wish you all the luck in 2024. And I want to say bye to all the Paddle Smash Academy family. I hope you have a great year and that you keep watching the content from Sesc and everybody. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications. And remember, it's free 99. It doesn't cost you anything to hit that subscribe button. Thanks for tuning in to Paddle Smash Academy. We hope you'll find our videos informative, helpful in improving your game and learning all things paddle. So until next time, keep improving your game. And remember, learn, play and share.